Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. Thank you for being here also on YouTube. Today, I wanted to talk about burnout. Because if you've been around here for a while, you know that I struggled with chronic fatigue. And I talk a lot in here about the effects of childhood trauma and how that perpetuates a perpetuates physical symptoms as well as emotional and all these things, right? Uh, there's studies that have been done on chronic fatigue and that if you have a ACE score, which is the adverse childhood experiences of four or more, you're six times more likely to suffer from chronic fatigue, which is kind of a really big number because it doesn't take much to have an adverse childhood experience of score of over four, but that being said, um, it's like chronic fatigue is just like another level of burnout, right? It's another level of pushing ourselves to the point of exhaustion. And trauma-related wise, and I've ch- shared this many times on the podcast, is if you are biologically wired, well, let me start over. We are biologically wired as human babies to attach and connect to our primary caregivers because they are literally keeping us alive. As a baby, you have no control over taking care of yourself. You're literally a helpless little human being. And so we're biologically wired as children as we tend as we grow up, you know, into stages where we're able to walk and all of that, we're biologically wired to receive that love and attention from our parents. We're also what's called egocentric. That's where we, everything is about us. When you're a child, you're egocentric. It means everything is about you. So I always like to use the example of if your dad always Uh, comes home every day from work and picks you up and gives you a big hug and is so excited to see you. But the next day he comes home and walks right by you, slams his fists on the table and yells at your mom or something. And you you make that about you. This is an example of being egocentric. You make that about you and you might think, well, I must not have been as funny Maybe I didn't do as well on my homework or whatever. You're, you start creating a story about why your father is not showing up for you the way that he normally does. That's called being egocentric. When in reality, maybe your dad just lost his job and he came home in a huff and he was really upset and you know maybe didn't have the best tools for working through that and overreacted, but Again, his reaction had nothing to do with you. But when we're egocentric growing up, everything is about us. 
We make everything about us. And then those things we make about us become our programs that we live out of as adults. So it gets very convoluted and muddied down. And so if you're somebody who wired yourself like I did for being a perfectionist, being an overachiever, being a doer, like that my value came from what I did for for other people, then you're going to have even more of a likelihood for some level of burnout and and or physical health issues, right, that are caused from that because we we can't operate at 100% all the time. And yet, I literally felt like I was next to nothing or completely unworthy unless I was accomplishing something. And I still to this day, I'm like a doer, I'm a goer. And I've learned that there that some of that is okay as long as there's a balance, right? But I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know what relaxation was. I was like constantly going, constantly doing, fixing things around the house, cleaning, you know, working all the time and and seeing a lot of clients, and I just, you know, pretty much burned myself out. So I just want to go through some things here about burnout. And, you know, it's like if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling sluggish, uh, and even simple tasks are feeling overwhelming to complete, or you find yourself stressed and quick to anger or frustration, you might be experiencing burnout. You know, chronic fatigue and some of these really, you know, just being utterly exhausted, that's going to be the far, far end of burnout, right? That's when you've let it get too far. But I also want to give you some of the like preemptive places we can go, we can experience uh, from burnout. So obviously, we're living in a really stressful time in the world. You know, obviously, the pandemic and all of that fed into all of that, but a lot of people are tired both physically and emotionally, just kind of exhausted from all the things in life. And oftentimes it can be a stressful job, stress in your relationship, stress with money. Um, and and stress, studies have shown, you know, 95% of physical issues that people suffer from are actually can be tied back to stress. So, you know, if you're in, go back and listen to my previous podcast um, if you want to understand that a bit more. But we can't live in these activated nervous system states for long periods of time. We're meant to come to bring our nervous system back into a rest and digest state. And so when we're stuck there, that's creating uh, chemicals in your body that you're releasing, cortisol. Um, adrenaline, all these kinds of uh, chemicals that are, that are natural to your body, but not natural to be releasing all the time, and that will eventually break down different parts of your body. They're not meant to be floating in your system all the time. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about burnout and just see where we go from there. So um, it, it can be difficult to describe because it's not a medical condition, burnout. And the Dictionary of Psychology defines 
burnout as physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion accompanied by decreased motivation, lowered performance, and negative attitudes towards oneself and others. Oofta. You know, this is a lot of the people that I work with, all of the people I work with. This was me for so long. Let's read this again. Burnout is defined as physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion accompanied by decreased motivation, lowered performance, and negative attitudes towards oneself and others. Man, when I had chronic fatigue, that is where I lived. I could not get myself out of a negative space towards myself. So you might not realize you've hit burnout until it's too late, until you cross that line into your too exhausted to function, which is where I went. And alternatively, you might be the type of personality, like I mentioned earlier, who likes to stay busy and might not recognize when you're doing too much. And so that's an important point to think about is like understanding what your limits are. Because people like us, like myself included in the past, because I'm recovering from this, we think we can do it all. Like I literally had such a hard time delegating in my business and even in my household to my partner because it's like, well, I know I can do it all and I know I can do it well. Like I can do things really well. So I should just do them because by the time I explain to somebody what I need, it's like I could have done it already. You know, I had all these excuses, especially in my business around offsetting some of the things that I just don't really have the time for, like take me way longer to do. I might be able to do them okay, but somebody else, I mean, I once I hired out some certain things like my newsletters and different content creations and stuff, I mean, they would be done so quickly. It like blew my mind and look way better than I ever could have done. You know, it's it's partly recognizing if you're a business owner, what your strengths are. My strengths are in working with clients and creating content that helps people, creating programs that help people, teaching. You know, those are my strengths. And so that's where I should be spending my energy, not in the 45 other things over here that need to get done for the business, but are not my strong suits and take me much longer than somebody else who it is really good at that, right? That's the hard part. So if you're used to going 100 miles an hour and then suddenly you take your foot off the accelerator and now you're only going 85, you might not feel as good enough. That might bring up a lot of stuff for you because all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not doing as much as I used to and I could be doing it. And so it's going to When we start to slow down, which is one of the keys to healing your nervous system, it starts to bring up all this stuff you haven't been feeling that's kind of murky and shadowy and not so fun, painful. And that's the stuff you've been being too busy so that you don't have to feel that stuff. And I can relate to that raise your hand if that's you, right? So there's there's stuff under the surface. And sometimes we think, well, I don't need to d- deal with that. That was in the past. I don't have to think about that stuff anymore. But the, the truth is, is that it's there and it's affecting you whether you realize it or not. So it's a matter of when do you want to deal with it? And 
by dealing with it, it doesn't mean it has to take years, you know, but it might take months. It might, it might take some time that that's been my experience because it's, you've been operating from that place, right? So the issue is you can't sustain a hundred miles per hour all the time. So it comes back to what, where are your limitations and understanding those? Where, where are your strengths and where are you not as strong and what can you delegate in that space? But I'm going to give you some more tips to get out of burnout here in a moment. So obviously burnout also happens when our work-life balance gets out of sync. This is really common with people working from home more and, you know, a lot of different things um, like that. Just companies in general shrinking their staff and putting more work on their employees. There can be this overwhelming amount of stress with work. And I'm seeing a lot of people having a difficult time finding the necessary boundaries in order to manage their personal work life and work demands. So this all of this stuff is really depleting the physical and emotional reserves that we usually have. So what are some signs of burnout? It can look different person to person. This is a spectrum like everything else is. On the far end is going to be, you know, utter exhaustion, can't get out of bed, chronic fatigue, those types of things. But any sort of fatigue, you know, that's a major symptom of burnout. And I remember when I was really dealing with, you know, the chronic fatigue, which is chronic, meaning you have it for long, long, long periods of time, I would share that with my partner in the beginning and he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm tired too. And I'm like, I said to him, no, you're tired because you stayed up till one in the morning last night before you had to work. This is something different. Like I would be going to bed between nine and 10 o'clock and I'd wake up and feel okay, but like be exhausted by 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. And that went on for a long time because I'm somebody that is very stubborn about going to a doctor. So, I mean, I let this go on for a long time and kind of felt like I was losing my mind a little bit. So you might feel like, so fatigue is not just I'm tired because I st stayed up late the night before. That's There's a reason for that. Although too much of that can lead to burnout, right? But it's this fatigue of just just really, really being tired. You might feel like sleeping all the time or find that even simple tasks take longer to complete. Feeling apathetic or dissatisfied with your work. So just kind of, I remember feeling that way a lot with chronic fatigue, just really apathetic. Like just, I didn't care about anything, which is so not like me. If you know me, I'm a very passionate person. I really care about my work. And I was, I really cut back on my work during that time, but I just felt very apathetic towards creating content or putting myself out there. It's just like, I just didn't care about anything. And like everybody has days where they don't want to get out of bed and go to work. But when these feelings persist and it becomes a problem, you know, there's like this question of like, well, what's the point? 
Like, is this work really making a difference? Do I even enjoy what I'm doing or am I just going through the motions? This indicates a lack of satisfaction with the work you're doing. And that could be because there is a true lack of satisfaction or it could be because you've burnt yourself out to the point that you just don't care about things anymore. Um, tension headaches is another common burnout side effect. Changes to your diet or sleep patterns. So we're creatures of habit by nature. And when we experience changes to these habits, like changes to how you eat, maybe you're just craving carbs like all the time, or you're eating, you're craving more food than you normally do or less food. Um, Maybe you're sleeping at different points of the day, feeling the need to get less sleep, feeling like you need more. I mean, at one point, I this was back when I got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. I was sleeping like 10 hours a night and waking up exhausted. So my my cortisol, normally your cortisol is high in the morning and then it just kind of um, slowly drops over time. Mine was complete opposite. I was starting the day with nothing and then not having any after that. So those can be signs of burnout. And some people ask, is burnout the same as depression? And depression is a is a mental health condition that can be, quote unquote, diagnosed. I mean, you hear me talking here about depression being a nervous system dysregulation state, which burnout is as well, right? Um, but oftentimes burnout and depression can kind of mirror each other. But just to clarify, there are certain ways to diagnose depression versus burnout is not a medical condition. It's just we've pushed ourselves too far. So in contrast to depression, burnout tends to be a response to a specific environment or situation, like working more hours than usual or dealing with something specific going on in your life. So maybe having a child leave the house, like graduate, or going through a divorce, or moving, having a big life transition of some sort. Depression doesn't have to be in response to one specific trigger. So that's kind of another way to separate those two. So are you feeling a sense of worthlessness, a feeling of helplessness in terms of changing aspects of your life? Causes of depression tend to be broader in general, whereas with burnout, we can usually pinpoint what is causing these types of symptoms. That wasn't necessarily the case with chronic fatigue for me. I was just kind of you know, but I respond to, I would say I would check the boxes of doing too much, constantly having to be going, um, feeling unworthy if I didn't do X, Y, Z, you know, so there were certainly some things I could check the boxes of. So what are some things we can do if we are suffering from burnout? So you might not necessarily recognize it at its early stages, especially because in our society, it's so common to just be like exhausted, right? It's so common to just be busy and exhausted. 
Um, once burnout has really taken its hold, that's when you might say something is really off here. Uh, that's because we're we're so used to going at that hundred a mile an hour clip that if you have to take your foot off the brake again, it feels really scary. Feels like, oh, I'm too tired to do what I normally do. What's up? What's wrong with me? What's going on? So the first thing you want to do is like make sure that you have some way to care for your mental health, right? So if you are going through a lot, you might want to seek the help of a life coach or a mental health therapist. It's really up to you how you go about that. Um, But working, you know, a lot of the clients I work with, basically all of them have burnout to some degree or another. And in my work, we're going in and and healing the shadow aspects of ourselves, the places where we deny or repress certain things within ourselves. And we are moving through inner child healing and different traumas and helping your nervous system. So all that kind of stuff can really help you to slow down and rewire your brain. We 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 help, we co-create together to re- rewire your brain so that you don't have to be, you don't have these unconscious programs and stories going anymore that are making you go all the time and do all the things for all the people and leave yourself last on the list, right? We we learn to bring it down, slow it down, and uh, really make it about you for a little bit so that you can get, move forward in the ways that you need. So, the, nut, the second thing you can do is build some breaks and personal check-ins into your schedule. So, you know, taking breaks, like not working through your lunch, for example, but maybe going for a walk around the block or eating your lunch outside. Uh, we have to be able to step away from our computer and or away from whatever the source of the stress is to attend to our health and well-being. So, Again, if you're at that 100 miles per hour, that's going to feel strange. So, but making sure we're taking those breaks. So it's really important, too, that you do a daily, maybe even hourly check-in with yourself. Like, how am I doing emotionally? How am I doing physically? Have I eaten? You know, sometimes we get so focused in work that we've not drank any water or we haven't eaten anything. So to that, I'm going to drink some water because I've been talking a lot. Exercise is another one. Some of these are not new. We all know we need to exercise and eat better and all the things. But the key to healing burnout is making those things a priority, making yourself a priority. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you're anything like me, then your priority is other people and what you do for other people. And that's lovely, but not to your own detriment right? So we have to start thinking about ourselves, and not being like, oh, I have to work out because, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. But like making it sacred about ourselves, like I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this so I can be a better person for me. And then when my cup is full, I can be a better service to others. Uh, but here's the the catch-22, right? And I struggled with this a lot. 
in my chronic fatigue days is that, well, you don't have the energy to work out. I certainly didn't have the energy to make healthy food. I We ate out a lot because I was just like, I can't even be bothered with like thinking about eating. So I get that. I really do. But you've got to like just, you've got to boil it down to the basics. Exercise could literally be, you know, going, walking around the block, getting outside and moving your body. It could be you know, 10 minutes of yoga. It doesn't have to be a full hour workout to make it enough. So regardless of how much energy you may have on a given day, if you can get some sort of physical exercise, that's always going to be a helpful coping tool. And it doesn't have to be going to the gym. So we shared some different ways. Another one is practicing mindfulness. And I would also say gratitude, you know. So the concept of mindfulness revolves around the idea of trying to be as emotionally emotionally present as possible. One way you can do this is through deep breathing. This is the great thing about doing deep breathing is it forces us to focus on the inhale and that exhale. So the one inhale and the one exhale. So really mindfulness is just about getting here in this present moment, getting out of your head, right? So the constant to-do list, the constant, I have to do that next and that and that and that and that and that that so many women get stuck in that leads to burnout. Mindfulness brings you back into the present. You can do this anywhere at any time. Um, so the breath is the easiest thing to focus on for mindfulness, but there's a lot of other tools as well, like focusing on one word or one mantra. Um, yeah, and it's easy. You just sit down and just focus on your breath for three minutes and it'll bring you right back into this present moment or put focus all of your attention in your feet. Um, establishing a daily routine. So like with your work-life boundaries blurred, it can be difficult to put up strict boundaries between your job and your personal life, especially if you work from home. Establishing a healthy daily routine for sleep, diet, and non-work time is really crucial. It's important to say, okay, I've put in a hard day's work. Now I need to press stop and I need to attend to my social, the social aspects of my life, things that are, that are just fun and relaxing. So it's like, I know so many women, a lot of my friends included, that it's so busy. They're so busy with like kids and all the things that we never meet up and do like social things, right? You've got to like make time for that stuff in your life. I've really learned like reach out to your friend and meet up for a coffee or a glass of wine or a dinner or invite them over and make them something, you know? But like, You've got to make time for the social aspects. Otherwise, it just won't happen. It literally won't happen because everybody's schedules are so insane. So, and also like in your partnership, you know, with your kids, setting aside time where it's like you you don't get on your phone, you don't check email after a certain time because now you're with your family and you're doing things that are fun and relaxing. You're not thinking about the 45 things you have to do around the house. That I see that in so many of my clients that 
they just get so stuck on all the things they have to do in the house. And it's like the house stuff is is ongoing. It's probably it's never going to go away. It's never going to be done. You clean your house and five minutes later, somebody spills something or leaves clothes sitting out. It's like it's impossible, right? So what I always recommend there is set aside a day and maybe it's time throughout each day, right? But set aside time where you're, that's your cleaning time. Like for me, I, I used to clean on the weekends and it's like, I don't want my weekends to be about cleaning. I just don't. So I like to do it like on a Monday evening or, you know, just spend like an hour and I vacuum and, you know, clean the kitchen and the bathroom. And thankfully we have a small house, so it doesn't take very long and that's it. Right. But I'm not going to waste time on my weekend thinking about cleaning because that's just not fun or hire someone even better delegate that stuff to someone else who's really good at it and gets paid and wants to be paid to do that work there are so many people that have small businesses as house cleaners and they need the work they want the work so there is no shame in that game either of hiring that out to someone But the point is, you know, even if you have a housekeeper, you're still going to have laundry to do and dishes and that sort of thing. The, The point here is like, don't be doing that all throughout your day. You really have to delegate. You really have to set boundaries with yourself and say, I will not do that until this time. You know, maybe if you're somebody that has kids and there's always like a mess, maybe every day at 3 p.m. or 2.30, um, for a half hour, you just do a little tidy up. And it like it's 30 minutes and that's it. Whatever you get done in that time is great. When you're done, you're done. And you have to be really boundaried with yourself. And then if you're somebody that like, you know, you really need some time to like really get in and do some deeper cleaning, maybe that happens for an hour once a week. But you've got to set boundaries with yourself and say, after that time, I'm done. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not doing it. Have some sort of a calendar system and put it in your calendar and then like literally don't let yourself do it after that. Okay. Like I can't stress that enough. The the house stuff will always be there. Like why are we stressing ourselves out and putting so much time and energy and, and, and creativity into cleaning our houses. It's really just, it's its not where we need to be. So that is my biggest thing there. You know, and these boundaries are going to take some work, but it really, really helps. I like to write things down too. I like to write out like, this is what I'm working on this week. You know, like if there's certain things that have been bugging me that I do, like, um, for instance, you know, I'm kind of a bossy person. So sometimes with my my partner, I will boss, you know, like, why aren't you doing this? Why did I? And I don't like that. So like I might write out like work on control issues with with William, right? Like needing him to do things a certain way or be a certain way. It's like, that's not, that's none of my business. And it's taking away my joy, my delight, my pleasure. So how do I rewire that? And that might be my focus. So for you, your focus might be 
do less house chores. Stop doing house chores all the time. Write things down and put it somewhere where you can see it. And then also write down like your wins. Have somebody to celebrate this stuff with. Work-life boundaries are huge. Um, You know, especially if you work from home, like you've got to just shut things down. Like we literally have, people have access to us 24 hours a day. And so if you allow it, it will suck up all of your time and energy. So you've really got to set your boundaries there. (sighs) Yeah, so many things. And taking up a hobby is really great, you know, whether it's painting, taking up some music lessons, learning to play a musical instrument, volunteering for something, or being part of a book club. There's so many different things you can do, but that can help. Somewhere where you're having to learn something new or be in a social aspect with people. All of those things really help. So it really comes down to establishing that meaningful daily routine, creating and maintaining boundaries so you can attend to your health and well-being while also attending to the responsibilities of your job and your personal life. When you recognize burnout symptoms, you're better able to take a break and recalibrate your actions if you do not feel like your life, like if you feel like your life is becoming out of sync. So the the sooner you catch these symptoms, the better so that obviously you don't go into full on burnout. So, you know, when you catch yourself, like, and just different things in life are going to bring us out of balance, right? Like if if you have a child graduating high school, if you are moving, if you have a death of a loved one, there's going to be different things that knock us out of our balance. But that's when you have to kind of over amplify the self-care and really tune in. So this is a process. This isn't just a quick fix. This isn't something that you change overnight. This is going to take a process, especially if you've been in go mode. Having uh, support, again, you know, hiring a coach, hiring a therapist, having a friend that you call, all these things are really helpful. Learning how to not internalize your emotions so that you can move those emotions through. And it just really comes down to balance. A lot of people uh, attribute self-care to being selfish. It's literally the least selfish thing you can do because you literally cannot give from an empty cup. You cannot give when you're in bed from utter exhaustion. You know, this week I had a new client and she has several children and she has different health issues going on, different autoimmune disorders. And she's one of those that just cannot stop. And I told her, I'm like, you're not going to be able to care for these kids. I mean, sometimes we have to get real with ourselves. Maybe you're older and it's like, you're not going to be able to have time with your grandkids or your own kids if you're stuck in bed with chronic fatigue or some sort of, some sort of autoimmune disorder or worst case scenario, you're stuck in a hospital bed. We have to get real with ourselves about this. You know, our brains are wired to go away from pain and towards pleasure. 
The problem with that is that oftentimes our brains are wired that things that are bringing us pain, our brains are wired that that's unconsciously protecting us in some way. So for instance, being in go mode and going 100 miles per hour all the time, your brain may be wired that that's keeping you safe. Because if you actually felt the things underneath that, you might collapse, which isn't true. But the brain gets wired in these ways or that that's how you're getting love is by being an overachiever. And so if we stopped being an overachiever, if we stopped doing, we might lose all love and be disconnected from the world. Those are actual really painful things. So in a, your brain is just trying to protect you. Your nervous system is just trying to protect you. But we have to get real and start creating painful situations around these habits we're stuck in so that the brain can go, whoa, I don't want to be stuck in bed and not able to be there for my kids or my grandkids. So I better shift this, right? I better, and it'll start to rewire towards the more pleasurable action, which is whatever it is, <laughs> not being somebody that has to go 24 seven, but learning how to relax. So there's a lot of different ways we work with this, but reach out if you need some support. I really am here to help you get out of these burnout states that are caused from different trauma patterns that you're stuck in. I do this through the nervous system work, somatic work, moving our bodies specifically to release trauma, as well as energy healing and mindset work. And I'm really a bridge in the intersection of where psychology and spirituality meet. So I really blend the two of those things together as well as science, you know, science-backed techniques to really help you move forward. But, you know, there there are some spiritual aspects that I bring into this. The energy work, for example, you have to be open to that type of thing to, to have this blending happen. So I hope this was helpful. You know, it's 100% possible to get out of burnout. It's also a societal thing that we're stuck in that we think, you know, being busy and hustle culture and all of that is like glamorous and makes you successful. But we, you know, it, it leads to burnout. It leads to not the things that you want. So it's really learning how to shift all of those pieces to really step into who you really are and what you really want to manifest in your life. So reach out to me. You can find my information below this video, below this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.